and welcome to Just Plain Wrong, the podcast where three Mennonite librarians discuss depictions of Amish, Mennonites, and other plain groups in popular culture. I'm Abby Knapsiger, and with me is my co-host, Tilly Yoder. This is a special Rumspringa bonus episode. As you may remember, we're on a break between season three and four of the show, but uh, we wanted to take some time to create some bonus content. And... This is really exciting because Tilly and I are presenting at the Mennonite Writing Conference in October um, of this year at Goshen College. Uh, Erin can't join us because she has uh, relocated to the West Coast. So it was just Tilly and I for this presentation. So we thought it would be interesting to do a recording of it here and share it with our listeners. So the Mennonite Writing Conference has been going on for a number of years, and it's a chance for writers of all sorts of different genres and focuses and different, you know, connections to Mennonite to come together and discuss the, the field and work in general. So we presenting on a panel all about humor. So we felt that that was a good way to discuss this podcast. So we're going to essentially run through and do our presentation here. Um, if you are interested, we can probably find a way to upload our super fascinating PowerPoint to our website. But yeah, hope you enjoy this kind of overview of just plain wrong. All right. So first, we're going to talk a little bit about how our podcast started. So in August of 2020, our friend Erin Milanese and co-host reached out to us to say that she wanted to have to start a podcast. Her initial thought was that recreating and tasting jello recipes from the 1950s would be entertaining. But thankfully, she nixed that idea and decided that exploring Amish romance would be more fun. We got on board pretty quickly, and that fall we started meeting and discussing what we wanted this podcast to do and what we wanted to cover. As librarians who had all worked with Amish romance books but never read them, we wanted to learn more about what these books actually were like, what drew readers, and why the genre existed in general. Additionally, as Mennonites and people with Amish heritage, we thought that being Amish adjacent might give us some insight into what these books got right and what they got wrong. However, even early on, we also knew we didn't want to just read bonnet novels, so we wanted to have our focus broad enough to include other television, movies, etc., which led us to our focus on popular culture in general and our current tagline, Just Plain Wrong, the podcast where three Mennonite librarians discuss depictions of Amish, Mennonites, and other plain groups in popular culture. So during the fall of 2020, we worked on the podcast and we launched in January of 2021. We all all ended up being a bit surprised when people beyond our immediate family listened. In fact, we were also a bit surprised that our audience turned out to be a lot of Mennonites and not necessarily romance readers. In hindsight, maybe we shouldn't have been surprised, but we quickly realized that it was the most fun to discuss and record episodes about some of the most bizarre titles of the genre. And as we started reading, it was also clear that humor was going to play a large role in our podcast. So... Before we get too far down this road, we did want to talk a little bit about what are Amish romance novels and what is their history. So Amish romance novels, also called bonnet novels, bonnet rippers, (laughs) was our initial focus for the podcast and has remained our most common subject. Uh, Amish romance dates back to the early 1900s with early examples such as Sabina of the Amish from 1905, Masquerading of Margaret from 1908, While these books don't have a huge amount in common with today's Amish romance, they do share a common connection of depicting Amish characters in these early romances. In terms of the modern Amish romance novel, many point to Beverly Lewis's The Shunning, published in 1997, as kind of 
one of the starts of this current version. However, it wasn't until 2007 when the publishing of these novels really took off. Modern Amish romance novels tend to fall in the Christian contemporary romance category or inspirational romance or clean romance. Most of the books follow the traditional beats of romance with a heterosexual couple as the focus who meet early in the book, have some kind of romantic spark, face barriers to their love, and then overcome them and end happily with a romantic declaration. Similar to the romance genre in general, there is a wide array of subgenres that take these general tropes and remix them in interesting ways. And we have really enjoyed reading some of those. For example, we have a YA romance with vampires and Amish, Crimson Born, Belle, a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, or True Confections, a cozy mystery with light Amish romance. However, if you want to hear or want to read a comprehensive analysis of this genre, we highly recommend Valerie Weaver Zerker's book, Thrill of the Chase, The Allure of Amish Romance from, from 2013, for a highly readable and well-researched analysis of the genre. We also interviewed her in our first season, and she has many interesting ideas to consider that she has formed in the years after the publishing of her book. And now over to Tilly, we'll talk about how we choose what to review. Well, we were pretty quick to set up a giant spreadsheet of possible media to consume when we started the podcast, and we realized fairly early on in the creation of the spreadsheet that there's a lot of uh, literary, higherbrow, call it what you want, uh, stuff that we could look at. It's fiction that is outside of the romance genre, poetry, indie films, nonfiction, and the like. We've certainly been tempted to pick from this category, but we've held back for a few reasons. The first is that, as our tagline says, we want to focus on pop culture, not necessarily what passes as pop culture only in Mennonite circles. Uh, we figure the average North American probably has run into Amish romance more often than the works of Julia Kastorf. The second is that this category of media has already been reviewed and examined in books and journals and at conferences like this one. Good work has already been done on those things. And finally, we think it's easier to be funny when we're pointing out errors and misconceptions uh, than when we're doing really in-depth literary academic analysis. So for the time being, we've just stuck to genre fiction when we want to talk about accuracy, and then we've used author interviews as a way to discuss broader themes about Anabaptist life. For instance, back in season one, uh, we had our co-panelist Andrew Unger on the podcast to discuss his work on The Daily Bonnet and what Mennonite humor is like in general. Another factor in how we choose what to review is that we are librarians and frugal Mennonites. So a strong consideration is that we want to be able to read or watch a media for free, preferably through a public library or streaming service, or you know, if we already have it locally at the MHL, that's great too. <laughs> and we also select things based on variety. We try and plan each season so that we discuss bonnet novels as well as films and TV shows and music and some nonfiction. And that brings us to how we make it funny, or at least how we try to make it funny, because we think it's funny. <laughs> uh, the humor of the podcast comes from the ridiculousness of the things that we're reading and reviewing, 
but also our camaraderie as hosts. It helps that we're coworkers and friends, that we have similar upbringings. We think similar things are funny. We enjoy chatting with each other and making each other laugh. And because our podcast is set up so that we edit uh, a non-scripted recording, most of the humor we get is spontaneous and relational. It would be a pretty different podcast if we recorded separately or we were fully scripted. We also are aware and happened from the beginning that there would be some laughing at these books, but we wanted to make sure that any barbed commentary we had would be, again, about those books and not necessarily their authors or their readers. It could sometimes be a hard line to walk because I like to think that we're not being cruel in our podcast. We do point out inconsistencies of the books and we point out the surprising or not surprising lack of knowledge about Amish culture that is found in them. When we point out these flaws, we try not to blame the readers and we even try to be kind of light on the responsibility of the creator and we don't always hit it uh, because it's difficult, but we keep it in mind and we try. So that's how we handle what we cover, but moving into how we cover it gets a little bit closer to addressing the drafting and editing aspects of writing, which is perhaps where we get closest to kind of the core part of this Mennonite writing conference. So as we mentioned, we initially envisioned that Just Plain Wrong would be an informative podcast where we constantly debunked misconceptions and every listener came away smarter. But we realized that our audience is majority Mennonite and sometimes knows plain groups way better than we do. Um, And we have the loving correctional emails to prove it. So we're always grateful when people help us get smarter and learn more. So we always really love that. So we've had to kind of uh, adjust a bit. We continue to discuss how various media is accurate or inaccurate, but we've worked on broadening our scope a bit as well. This means we've tried to lessen the amount of reviews and dry, dry explanations of Anabaptist history and more interviews with authors, fun quiz games, also trying to bring up topics that are of, of interest in terms of um, playing groups or themes we see throughout kind of on a bigger picture level. We also try to allow for audience participation by collecting Mennonite moments and asking for feedback. And those changes have had several benefits along the way. One, it's confirmed that humor is our preferred method for dealing with just about uh, every topic. Two, it gives our listeners a break from Amish romance, which many seem to appreciate. And three, it also has helped us stave out burnout, aka creative death by bonnet novel. So another big part is planning and scripting. The first time we recorded, we had a document with discussion questions and nothing else. It was a fun recording, but not a concise one. We realized how rambly we were and ended up creating a bullet point outline before re-recording. And we've stuck to that format ever since. We found that it allows us to stay on topic without sacrificing spontaneity and genuine reactions. It's also a huge boon on recording evenings when we are tired or distracted and need to have something written out in order to be coherent. And finally, editing, the magic of editing. It's really kind of the backbone of creating a a good podcast or at least a good version of our podcast. As with any creative work, not everything can make it into the final draft. We remove small things, meowing cats, mispronounced words, 
and sometimes larger things such as tangents that didn't quite fit or rants that don't need to be shared. Additionally, because our podcast is highly collaborative, editing gives us a chance to balance each other out and make sure that we present a more focused podcast than just a recording of a conversation. So that brings us to reflecting on our work as a whole, trying to determine what the value of the podcast is. And when we began the podcast, we thought it would be a hobby that would give personal enrichment, that it would encourage us to learn new skills, that we have and develop a greater understanding of Amish Mennonite life. It would satisfy our creative needs. And we hoped it would appeal to other people, but we didn't know what to expect. So after season one, when we knew more about our audience and adjusted our approach a little to make it feel more relevant and valuable, I think we've gotten better at or gotten closer to hitting our stride and at this point our goal is to entertain to share personal knowledge and experience and then to take the good work that is that has been done by historians and critics uh, on topics that are related to these and sort of wrap it up in a funny short form manner for people to listen to and, you know, bare minimum, we at least hope listeners learn what TV shows might be worth watching or what books to pick up or run away from. So where are we going from here? I feel like we're still making adjustments, figuring out what our niche is. There are plenty of other podcasts out there that discuss Anabaptist life, or theology or history. There are plenty that discuss just romance novels as a whole. And there are even a couple of podcasts where Amish fiction writers interview each other, but there's not necessarily anything at the intersection of all those points. Uh, Since we have a personal stake in this and a personal interest and a particular focus on pop culture, I think we remain fairly unique as a premise. We don't want to be too limited in our scope Sometimes we just don't feel like reading bonnet novels. We really want something else, uh, but we don't want to reinvent a wheel someone else has already created. Uh, and so some of our new goals are that we're going to continue to seek out experts and guests with experience that's not our own. We hopefully will continue to build our audience and get more listener participation. And, and we have daydreamed of scenarios where like the mainstream Christian publishers and authors just like listen to our witty critiques and come to understand the ways that their representation is is falling flat. We know that these are daydreams. Uh, That's probably beyond our scope. But we do hope that by keeping things humorous and as well as constructive, that that is a door that is at least kept open. Thank you for listening to this week's Rumspringer episode of Just Plain Wrong. 
We had a really fun time presenting at the Mennonite Writing Conference and meeting really great people and making connections that will hopefully play out in season four. While we are still on break, we are have already started the work of planning and recording uh, episodes for this upcoming season, which we will go live on December 7th. Um, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at PlainWrongPod, or you can email us at PlainWrongPod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help support the podcast financially, we have merch for sale at TeePublic and a Patreon that you can join, which we'll be talking about more in season four. And we also always appreciate when people leave reviews and subscribe, as that is how other people learn this podcast exists. Thanks for tuning in.